Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. There's a word. There's a word. I know there's a word. I just can't put my finger on it. I know. What's that word? Well, if you've ever been like that, you're in for a treat because today we're going to be talking about how to find the right word for the right emotion, for the right character, so your stories come alive. Hi, I'm Dan Janelle. I'm a book coach and developmental editor. I'm also a ghostwriter for nonfiction books. But today we're going to break the mold and talk about all kinds of books, all kinds of fiction, all kinds of writing, and to make sure you have the right characters and the right emotions in your books. So let's get started. Our guest today is Angela Ackerman, who's written a number of books, which I am proud to say I own. I've interviewed more than 150 people, and I don't own a lot of their books. A lot of people send me their books for free. These are books I actually went out and bought because they are so good. I don't know if Zoom is going to hide this or not, but we have the emotional wound thesaurus. We have the emotion thesaurus. And the thing I love about these books, I'm going to let Angela talk a little bit more about why she wrote them and and all the good stuff there. But as a writer, or even as a person, I only know my own vocabulary. And that's limiting, because I only know the words I know. I only know the people I know. I don't know what's in the heads of other people. So here I'm looking at, I'm just opening a page at random, being the victim of a vicious rumor. Huh, well, that's interesting. That's almost a story idea in itself. Isn't that cool? So it tells you examples of that the basic needs of the, of the person, the false beliefs that they embrace, the character may fear certain things. You're getting a whole psychological profile on two pages. It's the most amazing set of books I've ever seen. So I highly encourage all of you to expand your universe of words, characters, and emotions by getting this whole series of books. So This, and I'm not getting paid a penny for this, by the way. This is not a promo. Uh, I'm just a big fan, and I'm delighted to welcome Angela Ackerman to our show today. So welcome. Thank you so much. Wow. (laughs) Such high praise. I don't know where to go from there. (laughs) Well, why don't you tell us how you got started? Why did you decide to write these books? And and how many are there? About seven or 10 at this point? There's there's 10, maybe 11, depending on how you count them. Um, but yeah, how, uh, how Becca Puglisi, my co-author and I, where we kind of got started with these books was actually, um, back as, you know, kind of green writers ourselves, we were really struggling with our character's emotions. And like you say, like, how do you, how do you express them in a way that actually is interesting to read rather than, you know, our character feeling sad or angry or, you know, that they're scared or worse, you know, describing every character's emotions the same way, you know, where our characters are scared and their teeth are chattering and they're shaking. And, and it was, we were trying to figure out like, how can we think beyond those first ideas that hit us that are kind of cliche, they're overdone. And we just started creating lists. We'd take an emotion Um, you know, like fear or um, anxiety or something like that, and just start listing out all the ways a person would express that. 
either through body language, um, through vocal cues, visceral sensations, all the stuff that's happening inside the body, the different thought processes you have, because the reality is, is whatever emotion you're experiencing, your thoughts change. You know, if you're anxious, then chances are your thoughts are going to go to the worst case scenario. You know, you're going to be jumping the gun a lot. You know, you're, something's going to happen. You're going to read into it. Then you're going to think about what, what worst thing could happen. And so when we bring this sense of realism into our character, suddenly you're not dealing with these boring descriptive details anymore at all. You've pulled the reader inside your character and they feel like they're right there in that moment. So that's kind of how it all started with emotion. But then we realized there are so many topics out there where if we can learn how to show them and not tell them, you know, it's just going to, it's going to add all these incredible layers um, to our story and really draw readers in and create that experience that they're looking for, that they come to the page hoping to get. Fantastic. So you've told us how you create these lists. How do you get into all the incredible detail of knowing what motivated the character, what demotivates them, what they're looking for, what they're afraid of? I mean, this is a whole, I know psychologists have a, a, a book, I think it was DSM or DSVM or something like that that goes into long, detailed psychological views of these, these people. And you've captured hundreds of different personalities in just two pages a piece and as you said before, you don't have to say he shuddered because you'd have 15 other words that were so much better than shuddered with explanations of why that add so much color. How did you create all that additional material? Well, what we do is we, like with emotions specifically, um, we think about all the things a person might do to express a specific emotion. And what we encourage writers to do when they're reading these lists is to think about their individual character and think about who they are, how they express emotion, you know, are they kind of reserved or are they more like, you know, a lot of hand gestures, you know, kind of spill out all their feelings. Like, are they more, do they demonstrate themselves a lot? Kind of get into their character's head a little bit and read these lists and see what, what options resonate. Because the reality is, is we all express emotions differently. You will and I will. Um, certain things are going to trigger us because we've had you know, emotional wounding events in the past that have made us sensitive to certain emotions or certain situations. And our characters are going to be the same way. So, you know, if you had a character that, I don't know, maybe they had some sort of childhood trauma where they grew up um, in a home where maybe their parents, uh, one of them was an alcoholic. And so they felt very neglected. And so as a result, they really struggle with the emotion love, especially family love. And so if they're in a situation, maybe at a friend's place and their parents or the friend's parents is being very affectionate, our character might not know what to do with that, or they might become resentful because they're thinking, you know, I never got that. Like I would have loved to have had this, this unconditional love. What is that? You know? And so you have to sort of put yourself into your character's shoes and figure out, you know, what, what kind of thoughts are going to be going through their head at this point in time? You know, what feels realistic for them to express themselves? You know, are they going to be more reserved? Are they going to be more demonstrative? What are they going to do? And so that's kind of the part that the reader um, of our books that they have to sort of take over from our entries. I think that's absolutely brilliant because, as I said at the outset, we know what we know, we don't know what we don't know. So if we were writing a book where suddenly there's an alcoholic father, well, what effect would that have on the kids? And you would read through your emotional wound resource, and you'd see that children of 
this type of personality would would have these kinds of outcomes and they might have these kinds of thoughts. So, uh, and it's not just one thought. It's like, you know, Roger's source where there's the group of single words. I wasn't trying to explain what the books are to people because we only have this medium here to, to tell people. These are actually sentences or paragraphs that actually go into nice detail about these people. And it's not just one train of thought. It's actually, it could be this, it could be that, it could be the other. So I read the part about uh, Macho Man, which was kind of interesting. And there are many reasons for that. And there are many, so not just one, but your character could have exhibited, you've gone down path A, path B, or path C to get there. So you're not just locked into one way of thinking you as a writer you could go in many different directions it really is like a prompt book to help people figure out where their characters are where they could go and where they've been and what made them what they are which i thought is brilliant the first part of your books also talk about how to use the book and how to write with emotion in this case the emotional wound can you talk to us a little bit more about that about how you can get the most out of these books uh, the best well the thing that that I really encourage people to do that often they don't because they get very excited. They've heard a lot about these books. And so they kind of jump right to the thesaurus portion and start, you know, reading those lists is to actually read all that uh, information that comes before the thesaurus portion. So every book that we write, there's like sort of a how to section that really like distills the most important things to know about the topic that the book covers, whether it's emotion or emotional wounds or settings, um, whatever it is, it looks at all the ways you activating this element in your story is going to vastly improve it. And so by reading those sections, you'll have so many ideas about how to actually use the information that you're going to see in the thesaurus component. And the thesaurus component is different depending on what the topic is. Um, Emotions is really all about, you know, how to express those emotions. Emotional wounds looks into, you know, what different types of trauma, how it alters someone's personality, how it instills certain fears in a character, how it causes this self-esteem issue, this, this misbelief that, that the character will have that they are somehow to blame for what happened, or they somehow dropped the ball, or they should have done something differently so that they wouldn't have been hurt in the way that they were hurt. And it causes all these problems, all this dysfunction that the character needs to move past in order to um, become someone stronger and, you know, move forward in their life. And so each emotional wound, if you're looking at the wound thesaurus, it's going to give you a deep psychological profile of someone who has been wounded in that specific way, so that you can think about, okay, based on what I know about this person, if my character did experience this particular um, emotional wound, you know, this is how they're going to behave in the story. This is, these are the things that are going to trigger this character. You know, these are the emotions that they're going to pull back from that they're not going to want to experience because it reminds them of what happened to them. And you can use all of that information in your story and really um, make it come alive for the reader and make it really mesh with what you're plotting, what your, what your plot is about, because your outer plot you know, it needs to influence your character. And if you're writing a change arc where they're growing and changing and evolving over the course of the story, you know, they will need to deal with that emotional wound. They will need to find a way to move past it and to see the truth um, that lies beyond, you know, the lies that they've always believed about that situation or about themselves. So um, yeah, it is a big way to brainstorm, you know, get 
deep into your character's psyche and think about all the ways that this is going to, you know, alter their behavior and what's going to happen in the story. Super. I know that you probably thought the original uh, reader for these books would be the fiction authors, but I can see where a memoir Mm -hmm. author could read through this and say, oh, so this is why my mother did this, or this is why my brother did this, and see see an impartial view of a situation that may not be aware of because they only know their own truth. They don't Mm -hmm. know what was going through the other person's mind, and that way they can better characterize and better describe the other person because you're giving them an insight into that. I also think for, I like to write business fable books as well. And this gives me an insight into the characters that I can create. And, uh, you know, the big bad insurance executive who's evil. Well, there must be a nice side to him as well. Or how did he get this way? So so I can see a lot of use for this, these books. I think you've done a wonderful job. As you can tell, I'm a big fan. Uh, Angela, tell us, who is your ideal client and how can they get in touch with you? Um, You know what, anyone writing fiction or screenwriting or game writers, anyone who has to tell a story, I think uh, that's probably people that would get the most value out of our books that we write or our our website, One Stop for Writers. Um, And they can find me, um, I'm all over social media, so you can just Google my name, but also at writershelpingwriters.net which is the the main website that Becca and I have. We also have a secondary site called One Stop for Writers. And this is where we help writers beyond our books. Um, We help them think and write like story experts through different tools and databases of information that we have there. So they can can find us either one of those places. Great. And you can see those websites listed in the show notes below. Angela, thank you so much for being with us today. And thanks everyone for watching. You can find more than 150 videos on how to write your book in a flash on our YouTube website. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.